This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 24 for the week of April 30th, 2006. Welcome back, everyone, to another fun-filled episode of Daisenshu EX, the podcast. Come hither, sit down, take a load off, or just dump a load. Hello, I'm Vegito EX. Perhaps you know me as Mike Labrie. And perhaps I said that in the wrong order, but that's okay, because I'm Vegito EX. And over here to my right, laughing too hard, is Mary. <laughs> Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And over, I'm gonna say, let's see, what direction am I facing? I don't know which direction I'm facing, but he's north. So hey, Julian. Hello. How are you, good sir? I'm not too bad. I seem to be fully adjusted to the time zone now, as evidenced by the fact that I am not falling asleep while I'm talking. <laughs> um, That's really good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear this. Yeah, and so I've been spending some time up on campus, not like the past week, but on the weekends, and getting some stuff done in preparation for the summer, which I'm going to be on campus doing stuff. And let's see. Um, yeah, it's not too bad. I bought a rice cooker today. That's you nice. Know, Are you going to cook rice in it? Well, either that or seal an ancient evil inside of it, you know, whichever. Uh, um, hey, funny story about that. We'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's it's kind of boring because all my friends are still in school and I don't really have a lot to do, but I'll be working starting next week. So that'll give me something to entertain myself or not entertain, but at least keep <laughs> myself busy. So, yeah. That's good. Hey, what have we been doing the last week? Oh, man. You know, I thought I had a list of things to say about stuff we've been doing, but it's been the same old crap. Work. Go home. Cook, gym, come home, chill, sleep. Yeah. A little bit of uh, DS in there, occasionally. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I haven't even touched oh, yeah. Brain Age yet. Yeah, I got Brain Age the other day, and I played it once, and I was really tired when I played it, and it told me I'm 69 years old. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I've been doing a little bit of the DS, too. I'm up to the Domekikai level of Oendan, which is like the third level of difficulty. So that's, I don't know, it's their, like, team leader who had the funky hat and a beard so <laughs> hey do you ever get your wireless working at home uh well i haven't tried it at home actually i tried it at school and it didn't work oh, i think right. it has something to do maybe with the security that they use on these routers i can get into it without a password but it doesn't seem to like the s ah uh, i see well that's a shame yeah. we'll oh, have to oh. uh hook up at some point what ooh, ooh. i just remembered something that maybe we can all discuss because i think we're all into this oh well i don't know oh. What? Where do you think I'm going with this? I don't know. Where are I you don't going? know. I, I'm going with the trailer. Oh. Well, I don't know about Julian. But it, it's hot. It is I hot. Know, I know of Death Note. Yes! <laughs> the Death Note trailer is cool, and Mike is a witness. I screamed at the end, both <laughs> out of fandom and out of pure fear. Um, yeah, Ryuk is, is scary and awesome, and he looks like himself, too, so I can't, yeah. I can't scream too much. <laughs> Although I admit it was really weird hearing this Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It was. I mean, it has no relevance whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we are Death Note fans. We are thoroughly, thoroughly enthralled and in love with the manga. And if you've read it and you see some of these scenes, you're probably in some sort of um, orgasmic state. Still, I mean, days later, I'm, I'm like, oh, Death Note. Mm, yummy. <laughs> you need a cold shower. I do. And uh, I don't have a segue. With, with, you need it with, um, oh god, I forgot the character's name. It's been a few months since I've read the manga. You, you know, mean, creepy guy. Oh, Goku. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd like to go take a cold shower with Goku. There's a, oh, dear. there's, um, 
There's a Are you still talking I'd... about Death Note? Yeah, it was good. Never mind. There was going to be comedy involved, but it, it failed. Okay. <laughs> Somehow, anyway. pulling that back to Dragon Ball. I don't know how. I guess it has to do with me having a shower with Goku. But, um, hey, there's more news this week. And not all of it was about video games. So let's hit up news. So news this week, a couple video game things, something about a DVD, and something about manga. First bit, Sparking Neo. Apparently Atari's just going to be calling it Budokai Tenkaichi 2, but it's coming out in the US officially. Atari put out two press releases this past week. One of them was specifically about the game coming out for what was then the Revolution and is now the Nintendo Wii. Wee! <laughs> Wee! I'm sure that joke has been done to death already. It's only been a couple days. But we get to vocalize it on the show, so that makes it all the more funny. Yes. <laughs> well, let's ignore the name change for now, because that's a whole conversation in and of itself. All right. But the game's coming out for... I can't say. I'm just going to fucking call it the revolution still. The game's coming out for the revolution, both in the U.S. and Japan. Uh, there's no date set yet for either, but Atari's saying the holiday season in the U.S., which makes sense since I believe they're looking at fall in Japan. So Atari's got a press release all about this and how it's going to tie in with the controller. You know, everyone's saying, oh, it's going to tie in with the controller. Who cares? It's a DBZ fighting game. I don't care. You get to blow things up like mountains and other characters. So there's that press release. We'll link it over to that. It's on the main page of our site, and it will be in the podcast notes. Also from Atari this week, another press release. This one is just kind of general 2006 video game DBZ news from them. Uh, two bits in it, and one is, yeah, Sparking Neo, or Budokai Tenkaichi 2. This one specifically says it's coming out for the PS2, as well as the Revolution slash Wii release. Now, I'm confused. Yes. They're the Revolution and PS2, they're different quote-unquote generations. This is correct. So how is the same game coming out on one system and then another system that is potentially going to be more powerful? Well, that's not the right word. Well, Just I, considerably different I can make hardware. Some, I can make some really amusing jokes about ports for the Xbox 360 of <laughs> present generation games, but I won't get into that. Oh. But, uh, it, you know. Isn't Twilight Princess coming out for the GameCube and the Revolution. It's coming out as a GameCube game and will have additional functionality with the Revolution slash Wii. Wii! <laughs> you gotta do I'm that sorry. every time. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. required. So, does that even, like, remotely answer your question? Um, it's a little over my head, so I'll smile and nod. But the audience can't see it. But just know that I am. Okay. Oh, so what was that? Was that Sparking Neo? Yes, so it's coming on both systems, and Atari also confirmed that Super Dragon Ball Z, which is the port of the game that came out in Japanese arcades last December, it's a fighting game played on kind of a 3D field, it was made by a separate team, one of the guys worked on Street Fighter 2, so... Yes, that game is also coming out in the U.S. officially. Now, a couple weeks ago, there was some uh, preliminary art for a U.S. version of the game. It actually originated on the Atari forums, but I'm not signed up and I couldn't see it or something like that. But it's true. It's true. It's coming out in the U.S. And they are saying July 2006. And, you know, that makes sense because it is coming out in Japan on June 29th. So that's pretty soon after. All right. 
Yeah. Oh, and one last little tidbit based on Super DBZ. I just put this up today on the site. Looks like some extra characters are in the game, at least potentially nice. from what seems to be the official cover art and back of the game. Piccolo Daimao and uh, Boo Era Gohan in his Kaioshin Gi. So yay, extra characters in the home port. Yay. That's hey. a new outfit. Yeah. They've never done that before. I don't think so. There's lots of outfits they haven't touched upon. I know. That's a neat one. Yeah, Gohan, they always go for um, the green Great Saiyaman and usually the orange Gokugi. But hey, that's video game news. I'm going to turn it over to Julian for some DVD news. Yes. Now, this week we have gotten the official cover art for Funimation's release of DBZ Movie 13. Ryuken Bakuhatsu. Gokuga Yaraneba Daragayaru. I sucked at that. But, no, that was uh, good. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to complain. I don't think we really... I'm complaining! Okay. Wait, I just said it was what? good. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, so the release is strangely titled Wrath of the Dragon by Funimation, but the cover art appears to be the exact same thing as the original Japanese poster art, so more power to them, I guess. It actually looks cooler than the original Japanese version. Yeah, they slightly aligned it to the to the right more and lower and they got rid of this pink blob that was like in the background yeah so now it's huh. kind of darker on the edges it looks nice i like it it's a nice simple cover mm-hmm. goku and the dragon that is wraithing wrathing what i don't From know what hand, the past tense verb of wrath is <laughs> writhing no writhing wraithing wrathing uh, something the writhing south english is weird yeah. <laughs> There's my song reference. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I missed it. I'm That's sorry. okay. So, Funimation Movie 13, original Japanese cover, that is cool. And hey, one last bit of news this week, and I will talk about it because I think I'm the only person of us three that noticed it because I'm the one who opened up the magazine today. <laughs> I don't know why I'm still getting the domestic Shonen Jump because I never resubscribed and they never charged me, so I hope no one from Viz is listening. But I'm still getting it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> towards the back of the issue where they show what's coming up next month, they say that they are going to do a little preview of, well, it's Dragon Ball, but it's Dragon Ball Z with the way they release things. Uh, thank you, goodbye. The last battle in Akira Toriyama's martial arts masterpiece, plus lots of exclusive DBZ coverage. Sneak peek at the final volume. The last volume comes out in June. It's volume 42, but I have no idea what they call it. This was it, 24 or something 26, like that? 26, I think. 26. But it uh, looks like they're going to do a little preview of it in next month's issue, which is technically the July issue next month, even though it's still April when I'm holding this. Oh, magazines, how you amuse me. So that's that. It looks like uh, DBZ's going to get a little more, I don't know, attention back in the magazine. That's neat. What are they going to show? Maybe a couple pages? I don't know. But DBZ's over soon in manga form until they re-release the Kanzenban and make us spend more money on them again. And maybe... Uh, Only buy them if they're uncut. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go with news. Anyone else get anything else? You covered it. I think that is it. So hey, topic? Topic. 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 Alrighty, folks. Our topic this week, we're getting back to an analysis of the show in fun and amusing ways. We've done some reviews lately, and what else have we done? Uh, non-topics. Non-topics? I don't remember. My brain, it's it's been a long time. This is the uh, Rurouni Kenshin podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Right. This is the Saito episode, right? (laughs) I mean, right. Actually, I think it's Anishi. Oh, um, yeah. You know that whole arc in the in the anime where he actually goes after in Inishi and, wait, no, that didn't happen, <laughs> did it? <laughs> so, hey, Dragon Ball. <laughs> this week's topic is something we're calling bad decisions. 
And there's lots of them. Things that the characters did that were really stupid and, and had repercussions. Okay. Or didn't have repercussions. Or didn't. Repercussions. That, that's true. Re- <laughs> repercussion. repercussion. God, it's one of those words I, I slip up on. Along with... Like, you can just call it redrumming or... Repercussion. Oh, wow, that's cute. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Teacher Mike. Sensei-san. No Sama. All right. Yeah, sensei is a, an honorific in itself. <laughs> that's, anyway. You can call me Sensei-sama. Oh, dear. <laughs> Who would like to go first with these fine examples? For that, you're going first. All right. <laughs> well, we have a normal bad decision and a funny bad decision for each of us, right? That is true. So my normal bad decision has to do with the Cell game and Gohan fighting against Cell. He has finally attained Super Saiyajin level and he is having the time of his life beating down on Cell and just completely in command of the situation. But when his father orders him to finish him off, he um, refuses. I don't remember the exact quote, but the general gist of it is I want him to suffer more. But, um, that's not such a smart move. He kinda, sorta, lets Cell survive in order to blow himself up and take out Goku with him. So, yeah, that's not a very smart move, by any means. It kinda prolongs the fight and gets Trunks killed and gets his father killed and kind of almost screws over the entire world. (laughs) Hey, you Um, have to admit, it was really badass of him for the time. Yeah, but his selfish bloodlust got two people (laughs) killed. (laughs) It's okay, they came back eventually. Yeah, I guess Kaio's a person too, and Bubbles, and Gregory. <laughs> okay, so what is that, five people? Yeah, Killed well, Gregory five doesn't people. exist in the manga, but yeah. That's true. Oh, you're right. Uh, okay, so that's that's for my uh, normal bad decision. My funny bad decision is Pilaf <laughs> and Piccolo, Daimao. Okay, so you're this little short guy with two hench people, hench things. things. Well, you have a, you know, this lady and this fox, dog, whatever. Um, and so you're trying to take over the world. and But you're having a pretty rough time of it. Um, this kid with a tail always seems to foil your plans. In fact, the last time he didn't have a tail, because um, well, you don't know why, but he still screwed things up for you. So this time you are going to take over the world. So what do you do? You unleash an ancient evil from his imprisoning rice cooker and set him loose on the world because... He's going to help you take over the world so you can rule it. Hmm. Something doesn't seem quite right here. I so, love the scene of them up on the plane and Piccolo Daima is just kind of sitting there and Pilaf's in front of him. There's such a height difference. It just amuses me. Yes. I mean, it's the kind of thing. It's like, what did they expect? I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have this ancient evil that's much more powerful than all three of them combined. And he's just going to help them take over the world and, you know, let Pilaf um, have most of it? Yeah, of course. He's a nice guy inside. That's right. Well, not that version, (laughs) though. I like that choice. Or those choices. That's fun stuff. But anyway, how about you, Mike? What are your decisions? My decisions. decisions. You know, my normal decision is around the same time frame as yours, a little earlier. Mine is when Kududin decides to... um, Destroy the deactivation device for the Jinzo Ningen, which in turn eventually leads to your decision, indirectly, because Cell is able to absorb 17 and 18 and cause all kinds of hell. Yeah. I mean, he's got his crush on 18, but come on, dude. 
Yeah. Absorption. Just because, you, just because you end up with her eventually is no excuse <laughs> to endanger the entire world. No, that makes it okay because the little guy got some later on. You know, you yeah. kind of just took the words out of my mouth. Like I was <laughs> about she's... to say the little guy and then getting to some. So, ooh, creepy. But she's a cyborg. She could be wished back. Yeah, but. At least most of her. You know. <laughs> Which parts? The important parts. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a conversation we got going there. <laughs> oh, dear. So, I don't know. Is that both my normal and funny one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have a funny one. My funny one is from a little earlier in the series, and it's about two crazy kids in love and two crazy kids falling out of love. And, of course, I'm referring to Yamacha and Bulma. Now, Someone messed up this relationship, and the hints that we get seem to fall over to Yamcha being the one messing it up. I think he got a little too comfortable around the ladies. And started... He is a repeat offender. Yes. <laughs> He's not very monogamous, I guess. <laughs> oh, dear. Despite how he originally shows up. So I guess that's character development and growth. Whoa, I never really... That's, that's true. Yeah? He was quite the scaredy cat So Yamcha messes up his relationship with Bulma. And what happens? She shacks up with Vegeta and has a kid. Yeah, but that kid helps save the world so or, or or did he cause more trouble to it oh deepness yeah yeah dragon ball is really deep because because she said so. because vegeta <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh dear i i gotta say the interactions what few there are between Kamcha and vegeta are amusing enough so was it a bad decision yeah because you could have had it you could have been tapping that stuff oh jesus christ and, oh. and, and no he tossed it all away and, and but he's still hanging around capsule court he's like <laughs> he's a butcher yeah i i i banged her she's not mine anymore but yeah I had her. Maybe she's keeping Mrs. Mrs. Bulma's mom. Mrs. Bulma's mom. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's uh, like a. Like a little, jump to no. the pool boy. Yes. Let's 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 not think about that. Jump a little cabana boy. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to turn it over to Mary. Okay, I'll bring it back Girl. to serious land. Unfortunately, I'm taking it to the same exact arc, <laughs> and it's in between your events between okay. Mike and Julian. So this is a third fuck up that is. It's sandwiched nicely in between an early mess up and a and a very late mess up. Unicorn. And <laughs> yes, unicorns all around. We have Vegeta with his all encompassing ego, and it's saying to him, "Vegeta, you want to fight strong men?" And Vegeta's like, "Well, yeah, I'm a Saiyajin, of course I do." What, are, are you? So are, are you doing both Vegeta and his mind talking yes. to each other? And one's a little more feminine than the other. Just bear with me. So, <laughs> all right, all right, go ahead. So the feminine inner voice says, "Hey, that cell guy can get a lot stronger if you just, you know, let eighteen get sucked in." And Vegeta's like, "Shit, yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, I'm gonna stand by and allow this, Krillin." <laughs> Good on you for for smashing that device. You're my best friend ever. So yes, the uh, the bad decision is Vegeta allowing Cell to become perfect. Now this causes a great deal of stress for everyone. Um, causes some uh, daddy son rivalry going on. Yeah, that was a nice fight. It deals with poor Trunks having to deal with talking to Cell and Trunks getting quasi suicidal, and then <laughs> Cell's like, "Excuse me, I'm gonna go be on broadcast TV now, so bye." Um, <laughs> so that was kind of fun. I like that scene. So I guess I can't fault Vegeta too much. All right. 
So uh-huh. yeah. Do you that, have a funny one? Of course I, I do. I mean, I mean, even our normal ones are funny. Yeah. But you're you're funny. My funny bad decision is now. Granted, you know she didn't have much to work with, but um, eighteen picking that cowboy outfit when they're stuck on the road and and she <laughs> some for some reason needs a new outfit. Now I don't know if uh, Jinzo Negan um sweat. So maybe she didn't really have to change her outfit, but I guess she kind of wants to. Wow, are you overanalyzing this one? <laughs> Anywho, she she grabs this really god-awful cowboy outfit, and she's in it for quite some time until she steals some clothes from Chi-Chi, who, oddly enough, owns jeans. That's right. When would Chi-Chi ever wear those clothes? Maybe that's why. Maybe she found them way back in the closet. Well, here's another bad decision. Chi-Chi never wore those clothes. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. It is. It is interesting. <laughs> Uh, so there are our bad decisions. There are so many others in this series. You know what? Let's run through some real quick, because there's a whole series worth of bad decisions out there. Do you have one or two quick ones? Oh, jeez. Bad decisions. D- yes. Oh, okay, okay. Think- no, right. yes, yes, I can. Right. You know, I, I probably mentioned this like five times throughout the course of the, the podcast as a whole, is Goku abandoning his family at the end of the show to go train some little poor child. Well, what's bad about that other than him just being a bad father? Oh, that's that's it. I think that's justified. <laughs> I think that's your own opinion. It that's is. A, that's a good opinion. Now, I, I could go on and on about all the bad decisions in the show. I could, if I had more time to think of them. But I don't. So I'm going to turn it over to our listeners instead, because they tend to be smarter than I am when it comes to these things. So all of you hop over to the forum. We have a thread every week dedicated to its respective podcast episode. Let us know what kind of bad decisions you saw throughout the series, because I know there are plenty. It can be bad fashion decisions like Mary's. It can be things that had really, really awful redrummings, as I'm going to call it now. Redrummings? Yes, redrummings. Oh, repercussions. (laughs) That's the vocabulary word of the day, kids. (sighs) So come tell us what you think bad decisions are. And and make sure they're not from the cell arc. (laughs) That's true. Expand your horizons. (laughs) Because we sure can. Oh, dear. So tell us what you think. Hop on over there. And hey, you know what? It's time for a new segment. This week we are premiering another new segment on the show. And I can't think of any more to do. So this is probably the finalized segment show thing. I don't know. I'm going to call this. I've already given them the name. We're going to call it DBZ ABCs. With Julian. With Julian. With me? Julian Sensei. Or would it be Grabowski Sensei? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to... All right. <laughs> so every week, we're going to go in alphabetical order, beginning with the letter A. We're going to explain to you something relating to the series that starts with that letter. It could be a word, it could be a place, it could be a character, it could be a phrase, it could be anything at all, so long as it begins with that letter. And hey, it's the first episode, so we're starting with the letter A. Julian, what are we starting off with? We are starting off with the, well... Something from the Japanese version that you may or may not be familiar with. This is called Anoyo. This word means literally that world. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to explain, except in that it is kind of the afterlife. This is a term that is kind of used in Japanese. It's not exactly a euphemism, um, but it's definitely it's like the afterworld. And this is seen in such contexts as Anoyo uh, Ichibudokai, the martial arts tournament of the afterlife. In addition to that, you have 
in the English version of, well, the uh, TV show, you have um, it translated as the other world, typically. Um, earlier on, you had the next dimension, but that's more of a, a way of getting around the term death for syndication. So. And oddly enough, works extremely well. <laughs> yes, odd that. <laughs> but I guess it works out in the end. I mean, in addition to that, you have Tengoku, Heaven, which isn't really seen in the series, other than that you apparently fly on a plane <laughs> to get there. Um, it's a flight then, of your life, or yeah. afterlife. Yeah, and then you have Jigoku, or Hell, which yes. has the fun Buddhist elements like the Mountain of Spiky things and spiky pool of blood. Things. Yes, the mountain of spiky spikes. Yes, but so that's pretty much the way things are. And then, of course, you have the Serpent Road, and you have the various planets that seem to be there for no other reason other than to have places for the Kaio to be. Now, do those planets exist in the living world, or can my, you only get to them if you're in the afterlife? Because people who are alive get to go to Kaioshin's planet. My inclination is to think that it really only exists in the afterworld. But you've noticed that uh, people can seemingly get into the afterlife, even if they're not dead, by skipping the whole death thing and teleporting. But right. it's it's really weird the way <laughs> things work in the series. So we'll not have to think about that too hard, shall we? I agree. Is that it? I think so. I think so. So Anoyo, the afterlife, yes. that world, that place, the next dimension, if you will, and I will. Okay. And Mary will. I will. You will. I will. She will. You will. I will. You will. Uh, you will your segment. I will it to be go. <laughs> Mary, we've had some fun lists in the past. That we have. This is not a fun list. No, it's much, um, it's like in the vein of last week's. Very, very dark, violent, and manly. I like manly violence. Me too. Apparently you do too. That's why I watched the show. <laughs> For the fashions and the manly violence. What a combination. Mary, your top five list this week is the top five hardest hits in DBZ. That's right. So it's uh, different from last week's because no one dies. Um, and these aren't talking about fights in general. These are very, very specific hits that when you watch them, you yourself feel on the inside, ouch. I feel that one. It hurts. Yes. I would not like to feel that in my gut. Yes. So ouch. yeah, these are five of top, uh, my, my favorite, most memorable, hardest hits. All right. Now, number five comes from episode 237. That's right. And it's during the Boo Saga. And it's right before Vegeta uh, explodes. And he knocks his son and Goten out. Except I think Goten got the brunt of the violence. Yeah. He, he got a nice swift punch to the gut. And, you know, hitting people in the show is one thing. But Vegeta's hitting children. And I know he's an ass, but damn. Well, this one isn't a malicious I know, I know. Thing. It's not malicious, but still. And I think that's part of why you really feel it. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he means, well, you know, he's not being a dick about it or anything. Right. It's just like, it's for your own good, sonny boy, pop. But it, it feels, ow, <laughs> okay. maybe he maybe he cracks some ribs. Poor no. Goten. Now, on the complete opposite of this, we have another Vegeta hit. Yes, and this is him being naughty, <laughs> for the sake of being naughty. This one comes from episode 33. It's from the Goku and Vegeta fight, and at this point... Goku's kind of down for the count. He's lying next to Gohan on the ground, and it's a very touching, heartwarming scene. They're they're reaching their hands out to each other like a good father and son should. And there's Vegeta standing on a cliff, like hey hey hey, I'm gonna mess this up, but good. So he comes charging in and knees Goku in his gut. 
Lots of gut hitting. Out of nowhere. This is like that instantaneous boom, I got my knee in your gut. Yeah, this is nice because it's not like two people standing there, you know, talking, and it's like, well, why doesn't someone do something? This is a nice, hey, look, there's an opportunity, I'm going to take it because <laughs> yeah. I'm a villain and that's what I do. Yeah. So I got to kind of give Vegeta some props for taking advantage of the situation and being cruel in the process. And yeah, that, that hit hurts. Yes, it I does. I would not want to feel my knee in my abs. Ow. Let's get to more stuff in the stomach. Okay. Your number three <laughs> hardest hit comes from episode 28, yeah, slightly just, earlier. Yeah, just five episodes previous. This is Goku being being quite badass to Nappa. Can you be badass to someone? Anyway, he, he <laughs> arrives on the scene, and he's looking all smooth and cool, like, I am godlike. Look at my special training. There is will- nothing better than Goku being godlike and then jumping on your head. Yeah, he, he jumps on your head, your bald head. But in this case, he punches you in the stomach. And in this case, they animate it, I think. I don't remember if he hits him three times or if he hits him once and then just show it from three I, different I th- angles. Yeah, I think it's one of those one-hit triple take kind of things. And I think because of the triple take, you get to see the punch from different views that you really feel, ooh! And, yeah. and the expression Nappa has, yeah. has on his Multiple. face is pretty priceless, too. Multiple repetitions are the same. Yeah. It's a classic anime triple take, but they went a little further by actually showing different <laughs> angles, so yes. I like that one. That's a good hit. I I know that one from early in my fandom. And, and it's simple because it's not like full-blown charging on. He's just kind of standing there, but he punches right in there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so three punches to the gut on a row. Now this one's not a punch to the gut. And You're that's why two. it's on the list. <laughs> number two comes from episode 149. And this is my personal favorite fight in the whole series. I don't quite know why. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. I I explained it in a previous episode. (laughs) I like it because there's a lot of physical combat. And this hit is in here because it's very physical. And it's really, really manly and angry. Yes. And (laughs) kind of wrestling-ish almost. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, they're rolling around a little bit. Not, Not in a gay way. Just... They're just rolling around. <laughs> anyway, it's Piccolo versus number 17. And there's this one segment where they kind of toss each other around. I think 17 even grabs Piccolo by his feet and starts spinning him around. <laughs> now, but, 17 does the first hit of this, but Piccolo's got this nice reversal. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you think you could slam me into the ground? Let me show you how I slam you into the ground. So he takes him by the chest and he slams 17 into the ground back first. And he makes this deep circle pit. Into the earth. Yeah. So, and I oh think dear. just the way it's animated, um, there's this look that Piccolo has on his face, and they time it in such a way that you can kind of feel a pause right before 17 gets slammed. I don't there, know how some, to describe it. There's but some force behind it. Yeah, it, I think that's it. Basically, I mean, there's tons of hits in this fight, but this one you just feel. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you lock it in the ground. <laughs> All right. So that leaves us with one more. Yes. Now, your number one hit comes from episode 187. Uh-huh. Now, this one's actually, he hit him once before this, but he knocked him down to the ground. But this is another really good hit. And this one has a, a re-drumming. Yeah. <laughs> or repercussion. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So what's this hit? It is the second punch of the one-two hit that Gohan delivers to Perfect Cell at the end of the Cell games. It is 
this set of punches that forces Cell to spit up number 18. That's how bad it hurts. <laughs> he loses a form because this hurt, uh, because this hurts so badly. Um, it's, um, it's a understatement to say Gohan's very well pissed off at this point. Right. And what better person to take this anger out on than Cell? Um, first he punches him, and this one he kind of slams his legs into his gut, of all things. Who'd have thunk it? For guts. For guts. For great justice of guts. Um, oh dear. Yeah, that, that hurts. And it causes vomit. And that's kind of gross, you know what? I don't really care for that scene like when he actually spits up 18. But it's number one. It is number one, because it causes such gross sound effects. All right. And that, ouch. Very yeah. good. Now, coming up with this list, we had tons of other great examples. Yeah, it was tough to narrow it down to just five, since I know, you know, these might not necessarily be the hardest of the hard, but they're all very memorable, I think, or at least to me. Right. But there were some other good ones. Why don't you name some? I would, but I don't want to. You don't? Because here's what we're going to do. Oh, crap. Once again, you want to talk about more hard hits? You got to come over to the forum, Fred. Ah, there's a catch. <laughs> I'm actually going to post up a couple other pictures, too. So there's some uh, incentive for you to come check these out. You know, we've started putting up pictures of your lists. We're going to put up these five pictures. There's going to be some more in the forum, Fred. I already have a couple oh, of Oh, I'm mine. very grateful because I like these pictures. They help me um, remember the show because <laughs> I have a crappy memory. So come check those out and give us your favorite examples too. So these are the hard hits, single mm, unicorn hits from the show. I don't know why I said unicorn in there. It just sounded <laughs> great to me. So come check them out and share yours. You know what? It's time for releases. The releases for the rest of April and the first week of May are... There is absolutely nothing coming out in either the U.S. or Japan for the first week of May. Did <laughs> that make you sad and yawn? It makes me go wee. <laughs> it makes you go wee. Sad wee. No, no. Okay. Not happy wee. Sad no, wee. there's nothing. So what we'll do is we'll give you the rest of May next week when it's actually May. There's nothing this week. No releases. You get to save your money for at least a week. And here you played our theme music for nothing. That's okay, because it's fun music. Yeah. Well, let's make up for lost time with emails. Our first email comes to us from J-Guy. Uh, except it, it, his first word says, uh, I'm going to butcher your name. That's why he's J-Guy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the whole joke. Oh, man, my memory does suck. It's good old Jin-New. Dream-New. J-Guy. <laughs> Here with yet another question for your podcast. With all the excitement of the Sparking Neo announcement, everyone can't help but dream about what characters they would like to see in the new game. And I was curious as to what characters you would like to see added. Now, this game is supposed to have over 100 characters, so probably whoever we say will end up being in the game. Let's all pick one character we would love to play as in the game. I'm going to make you go first. How about uh, that guy who... I don't yeah, know. him. He was awesome. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of people to choose from. How, let's just say Namu. Okay, that's a good answer. I would love to have some more Dragon Ball people in the game. That'd be awesome. Last game yeah. we had uh, Tao Pai Pai and uh, Kame Senin and Chibi Goku. Let's get some more. Mary, who would you like to play as? I wouldn't necessarily want to play as him, but I would love to see him in the game. Yes. Yajirobe. That is a good answer, too. Because he has a sword. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes. Well, in the previous games, Trunks and Dabura have had their uh, swords. That's cool. I'm going to completely throw off good answers, and I'm going to say a pool. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do need some good Frieza lackeys. We need Frieza cannon fodder lackey <laughs> playable characters. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I just have an attachment to him. I know you do. Is it because I wrote that character bio that never went up on the site yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have an attachment to him that no one else can experience. That's okay. I want to play as a pool. There's my answer. So there's your answer, J-Guy. Uh, I guess I'll read the next email. The next email comes from Devin Griggs. And if I said your name wrong, we can call you Chaos Saiyajin because you're on our forum and I can read that name. Chaos Saiyajin says, you guys are doing a great job on all the podcasts. And since you left an opening to ask questions, I thought I'd shoot one out about the series. What are your favorite canon and non-canon couples of Dragon Ball? Couples. Canon, oh, non-canon. I have no idea. <laughs> I am going to say my favorite couple... Oh, I, I don't know. Someone else is going to have to go first. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go. Um, When I was a young lassie, I used to be very fond of the non-canon couple. And I, I'm sure I'm going to get hell for this because I'm sure people will claim it is canon. <laughs> Although, considering the series it's from, that is debatable in and of itself. Um, Trunks and Pan. And then I realized the age difference was really gross, so I stopped liking that that's, pairing. That's true. Um, As for an actual canon couple, Bulma and Vegeta. It's obvious, but I like them together. Good answers. Julian? As a canon couple? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe Bulma's parents, only because they're so, they have such <laughs> weird interactions. You got the feeling that they, they really just stick together because it's convenient and they can do, do whatever they want without the other one caring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> causing their daughter endless annoyance, of course. Yes. But it's fun. And you don't know really how old they are, because they don't really age during the series at all. But That's true. Wow. All right. How about the non-canon couple? I, I don't know. I mean, if it's, if it's non-canon... <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How about... Let's make no. up a pair. Okay, fine. How about Bacterian and Don Fun? <laughs> That's as good as answer as any. <laughs> okay. That's right. just putting one and one together. That works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got the mental picture of that one. <laughs> All right. My favorite canon couple. Oh, jeez. You know, because it's just one really good moment, and the show's not a romance show, and they never get into this stuff, but this one, we mentioned this in the past, that one scene of in DBZ in the Cell Saga where Goku is woken up and him and Chi-Chi – you can actually see some kind of a relationship and love there for once in the entire series. So I'm going to say that moment, Goku and Chi-Chi. It's very sweet. They have an off-camera kiss and Roshi is watching you from above like a <laughs> pervert. Uh, now my favorite non-canon couple. I'm going to say Frieza and Cell. <laughs> <laughs> The Yowie Dojinji hey, is coming out uh, in droves. I, I do not have to defend my position on this one whatsoever. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to turn it over to Julian for another email. Okay, so where where did we leave off? <laughs> We're all shaken okay. up by that one. Oh, okay. This one comes from Kayvon. He says, when I typed Janemba's name in hiragana by accident, it showed three kanji. Now, this refers to the Japanese input method where you type and it appears in hiragana. And when you press the space bar, it turns into kanji and hopefully guessing the right ones. <laughs> so it showed three kanji. Now, I can't draw them in audio, but basically... But we, we can put them up on the phone. If my Chinese heritage serves me right, the first two words mean evil thoughts and the third means field, which doesn't make sense. But is it possible <laughs> that the katakana chanen simply came from the conversion of Janen's furigana to katakana. 
I think it makes sense because Janemba was born with the evil essence of bad spirits. It makes sense to me. And if you want to take it a step further, you could say that the Ba, in this case, could... Well, in Japanese, it has a more general meaning of place. Um, so it could be something like a place that bad spirits have like come together all in one big huge mass. But, you know, you don't really need to think about it that hard either. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I accept the idea about it being like wicked spirits or wicked thoughts, but you don't really need it to make it fit any better than that, you know? I know. I think it's pretty good. Wee. <sighs> anyway, moving on. So that's your answer? The, yeah, I think that's my answer. All Let's right. get to the next email. This is going to be the next and final email for the episode. This one's a little long, but it's something that we're really good at, and that is um, ending arguments between friends. <laughs> I, I don't know that we're good at it yet, but I think we're going to be. This one comes to us from Chris, who is Su Kento on our forum. So let me just go ahead and go through this one. Chris says, I've been listening to the podcast since you guys first brought it out, and I'm a current member of the forum. And that's how we know your name. I figured this would be my best bet in getting a few decent answers to a couple of problems I've been having. And I am – this is Vegito EX talking now, not Chris. I am very good at solving problems for people. I'm very good at this. I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. Chris goes on to say, First problem is in regards to the Japanese arcade, soon to be PS2, game known as Super Dragon Ball Z. I've been in a bit of an argument with someone who claims the actual title is Cho Dragon Ball Z because the kanji for Cho is in the title. However, I pointed out to him that the kana above it mentions that it says Supa, similar to how it's done with the Supa Butoden series. After this, he went off saying that Supa and Cho are the same thing and that it's either or. I feel that while he's right on that, the company was reaching for the Super part rather than Cho. Is there any way I could prove to him that the title is Super Dragon Ball Z rather than Cho Dragon Ball Z? Now, I can answer this question. A Japanese question Mike can answer? Phenomenal! When the game was first announced, it wasn't really announced so much as it was mentioned on video game websites such as the Magic Box who reported it as Cho Dragon Ball Z. Now, why did they call it this? Because that's how the name is written. Cho, and then Dragon Ball Z, or Dragon Ball Zetto. I don't actually remember how it was first written, but that's what it is. So it's written with the kanji Cho, which means super, ultimate, you know, all those kind of connotations. Yes, going above. Yes. Exceeding. Onwards, above. Surpassing, yes. So that's how it was written. However, when we finally saw the logo for the game, just like Chris mentioned, it has furigana above it, and furigana are meant to give a pronunciation of a kanji that for may kids, or may and not, you may not know, yeah. and yeah, it's typically it may or may not coincide with the literal reading of the characters. It may be just to give it a fancy reading or a joke or whatever. But right, so when you see furigana above the kanji, you're supposed to read it as the furigana read because they're there for a reason. Now this was Cho Dragon Ball Z or Supa Dragon Ball Z to. And why I just went from Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball Z, I don't know. But anyways, so that's how it's written. Now, yeah. so what do you go with? Do you go with the Cho? Do you go with the Supa? Well, you go with the Supa. Now, here's the reason why you do that. Throughout the entire series, Supa Saiyajin is not written as Supa Saiyajin. It is written as Cho Saiyajin, with the Furigana above Cho being spoken as Supa. Now, have you gone through the entire series saying Cho Saiyajin? No, you say Supa Saiyajin, because that's what it says, and that's what the characters say in the TV series. Yes, the one exception is in the movie 13 ending, but that's not even a character, that's Kageyama. So. Right. 
And that's more of a description rather than a literal name. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so what do you do? It's Supa Dragonboru Zetto. Now, if you need any more evidence, the domain name for the game starts with, like, SDBZ or SPDBZ. And if that's the domain name for the game, well, that's what it is. And Atari's calling it Super Dragon Ball Z. Is there really any other evidence that we need to give for uh, Chris to, you know, slam down his fist and say, I'm correct? I think we need the president of Bandai Games in Japan to come onto our podcast and officially announce the name of the title. No, because then he's going to insist that you spell Goku with an O-U. Well, actually, is there like a game commercial on the website or anything that we could use to have, you know, especially if it's a character saying the name of the game? I'm sure there's going to be very soon, if not already. Okay, because if there was that, then we could use right. the audio in the podcast, right. and that would settle debate right then. And if but... I find anything, I will put it in right now. Okay. And if I didn't, then you just heard me snap my fingers, and I'm still talking. <laughs> so it, we're saying Super Dragon Ball Z. It makes a whole lot of sense. It's it, That's what it's supposed to be. Does anyone disagree with me? No. No, of course not, because I'm Vegito EX with a scouter. I object for the sake of objecting, because <laughs> I have nothing better to do. What's next? What's uh, next? You know what's next? I don't have this written down, but we're going to do it anyways. We're going to have a contest this week. Ooh. Yeah. More I thought we were going to do a dance, but whatever. Well, well, the contest entries can be videos of people dancing. Uh. Don't make that official. You'll actually get them. <laughs> Maybe I want them. You're guaranteed to win if you send me a video of you dancing. How's that? First person who sends me a video of them dancing wins this contest. Hands down. All right. So if you've listened in this far, you're amazing because you get a chance to win stuff. We are going to be giving away this week a new sealed DVD copy of Dragon Ball Movie 3 Mystical Adventure. It's a good one. It is a good one. It's a good Maka movie. Yeah. That's right. Not Makafushigi Adabencha, Makafushigi Daiboken. That oh, is toy. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kanji in a row. <laughs> oh, lordy. Ouch. Yes. Well, it's written in English on this one. Well, yeah, yeah, but the Japanese title card, you know. Right. So we're going to give away a DVD, and we're going to give you, let's say, two weeks, like we've done with uh, contests in the past. All you got to do is send an email. This is how you do this. You send an email to us. You're going to say a secret code word in this email. Unicorn? Uh, that is fantastic. I was going to ask you guys what would be a good word to put in the email. Unicorn is fantastic. <laughs> so when you send an email to enter this podcast, you have to write the word unicorn in the body of the email. Uh, not the subject, the body of the email. So there's like your little task. I don't know. So you're going to send an email to contest at dizex.com. That is C-O-N-T-E-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. You're going to send an email. You're going to say the word unicorn in there at some point. And uh, I just need your name and your mailing address in case you win. So send an email. It needs to be in by, let's see, if we're doing two weeks, that puts us at May 12th. That is Friday, May 12th. Send the email by noon on that day. Noon Eastern American, the best time zone, because Julian's back, so we're all in the Eastern American time zone. Yes. Suck it, Europe! But you are forgetting that um, people aren't going to be hearing the podcast right when we finish recording. I know, but I need it by that day because we record on that day. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> well, theoretically, we're recording that day. So you want to win a DVD? All you got to do is send an email, contest at dizex.com, and in that email, say the word unicorn. Name and address. Yeah, that's it. 
You're going to win a DVD, and we'll so, announce it on that week's podcast. Will this contest be over if someone sends a video of them dancing? No. Aw, what a shame. Maybe another contest. Maybe. Maybe another contest will be won through dance. It, the first person who sends me a video of them dancing and saying the word unicorn <laughs> as they dance around, I'll send you something. I guarantee you I will send you something in the mail. I don't it know what. It might not be Dragon Ball related, <laughs> but it'll send you something. I'll send you something. It'll Shit. be love letters. I'll, I'll sign a piece of notebook paper and send it to you in the mail. I don't know. <laughs> So there you go. Oh, we, we have dear. a contest. Two weeks on that. Uh, I think that's it. Mystical Adventure DVD. Dub Sub Hybrid Unicorn. <laughs> and with that, it is time to end the podcast. We've had fun this week, haven't All we? All right. Yes. We've had hard hits. We've had bad decisions. We've had unicorns flying all over the place. Their eyes are sparkling and there's roses falling from the air. And they're fighting on... Uh, never mind. All right. <laughs> so, hey, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, Mike. Daizenshu EX. That's who we are. You can find us on the web at... D-A-I-Z, or if you're in other parts of the world, Z-E-X.com. That's Daizenshu.com. Yes, you'll find Julian and I there. You want to email us? Send us emails. We have all sorts of neat contact information with this interweb thing. You can type stuff up and we get them. It's really neat. So check that out. And Mary? I'm I'm not part of Tyson X, sadly. I'm in my own little corner of the internet. Where is that corner? It's the corner called templotrunks.com. Yeah, it's a cute corner. It's cute. It's not as purple as it used to be, but it is cute. It's true. So, hey, that's the end of the episode. That was episode 24. 24. Wow. Wow. I've never actually watched that show. Nor I. (laughs) Nor I. Hope to end it someday. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps us up. You're going to win free stuff from us. You're going to check out the forum thread with all the hard hits. You're going to send us emails. You're going to send us unicorns and videos of you dancing. That's it. I am Vegito EX, and I am the wind singing a sad song. You are a very strange man. Farewell, everyone. Bye. Bye.